friends welcome back to midwest madness your true crime cult conspiracy encrypted podcast i am emily (laughs) i don't know that was really weird (laughs) i know i'm danielle and i don't really know what just happened because uh that was weird but it's fine i'm getting tired did you remember the thing you wanted to say well i wanted to talk about how i'm sick again for the third time in four months yeah so so please excuse her coughing or stuffy nose yeah. or sneezing or I think I just probably sound weird. Super I, don't, I mean, at this point, <laughs> you've been sick so much. I'm just kind of used to it. My body, I don't know, hates me. I guess which is fine. Maybe if Minnesota <laughs> decided to warm up, it oh would, my god, right? You know, instead of you know dumping an inch of snow on us, that's gonna melt in a day. Just it's just so like damp. Yeah, you know it's what I mean. Been terrible. I just don't think that's helping. So, also the bachelorette party, party really didn't help. I didn't sleep much. So, I mean, which you kind of expected. Yeah. But, did we mention that we thought we were going to see each other on the podcast? Yeah. We didn't. Friends that were curious, <laughs> which I'm sure was nobody. Yeah. <laughs> um, I just thought I would give a little update there. We both had a good time, but yeah, never ran into each other, which was a bummer. I'm thinking by the time this episode comes out, though, I won't be sick anymore. So, all right, we'll put those vibes out there for I'm you. Manifesting it. <laughs> I support that. Thank I'm you. here for it. Um. Okay. So, I don't know if my story really counts as a cryptid or just a legend, which we had the debate—not really the debate, but the conversation in the car yesterday yes where i kind of feel like legends and cryptos are the same thing so personally okay i don't know how others feel about it but because i always assumed that a cryptid meant that it was something people fully believe exists but there's no scientific proof of it existing like the melon heads like no nobody can't fully believe that exists bigfoot People, people fully believe that exists. I agree with that, that one, but like, I'm saying, like, there's other cryptids that we talked about. I feel like there's no way people can actually think these things exist. I think they do. Okay. Well, she proved me wrong there. But I, I well, I didn't prove you I wrong. Guess I guess I don't know what your story is, so maybe no. I believe that it's true. So, um, I decided to do the story of Paul Bunyan. Yeah, I obviously think this is real. <laughs> okay. <laughs> like, no doubt. Okay. I'm here for it then. So it's a cryptid. (laughs) (laughs) All right. And he also is a legend. Yeah. So that's why I was like, I don't know if it counts as a cryptid too. No, I mean, he's just like, he's a legend. Oh, got it. Got it. Got it. Yeah. Um, so I, I wasn't going to do another Minnesota story, but here I am. Um, but in my defense, other places try to claim him too. Do they? Oh yeah. Oh Yeah. Which is complete and utter bullshit for Have they not been listening. to the Mall of America and ridden the log chute? <laughs> like, Paul Bunyan is there. Have they never seen the statue in Bemidji, Minnesota, which is one of the largest in the nation? Have they never been to Paul Bunyan land? Where's that? Oh, we've been there. We have? Yeah. What? With Teresa and her kids. Wow. I feel when like we- you're missing out. He, like, I don't know if it's still there, but it was, like, Paul Bunyan's Adventureland or something like that. I think it was, in like mid minnesota i don't i could look it up but i don't remember where it is but he you like walk in and he'll go well hi emily oh he says your name yeah (laughs) 
be like, I see my friend Danielle's here. It's crazy. That's creepy. Yeah. And we have a picture of, I think it's me and you sitting, or maybe it's me and Allie, sitting on a statue of one of his pets because apparently he had more than just Babe. You should try to find it. Babe is- And we yeah, can post it. Yeah, I will. Um, I might have to like cover Al's face if it's Al because yeah. I don't know if she'd like that. But, um, because she's, she's not on podcast, so- <laughs> Um, but like this, one of the animals is like a dog that had his back legs sewn on the wrong way. He like got chopped in half by a saw or something and, but he lived. What the hell? This yeah. He's like a little black and white dog. And I don't have any information about him in my, my story. So if you want to like look up Paul Bunyan's like pets, cause like the most famous is obviously Babe the Blue Ox. Mm-hmm. But then I think his name is like Patches. I don't, I, I don't remember and I should have looked it up, but I just had this realization like five minutes ago. <laughs> Crazy. Okay. you. So, um, the story of Paul Bunyan starts in the Northern woods of either Minnesota, Michigan or Maine. So Maine tries to claim him mm-hmm. back off Maine. He's not yours. Also Michigan. No, you have a mitten. We have Paul Bunyan. Okay. <laughs> Many people believe that Paul Bunyan is actually based off of two different men who were loggers back in the 1870s. The first was a man named Fabien Fournier, a French-Canadian man. And the second was Bon Jean, who was also around in the 1830s. Oh, sorry. The other one was the 1870s. But Bon Jean was the 1830s and was also a French-Canadian Hence how I said his name. <laughs> um, but the first time, so like stories of Paul Bunyan go back to like the late 1870s to 80s. But the first time it was ever written down um, was written by a journalist named James McGilvray for a newspaper in Oscoda, Michigan in 1906. So I think that's why some people claim that he comes from Michigan okay. is because that's where like our first written story is from. Um, in 1912, um, McGilvroy collaborated with a poet for a Bunyan themed poem for the American Lumberman magazine. So being a lumberjack was such a big deal <laughs> that they had their own newspaper, which I'm I found. I'm a lumberjack and I'm okay. <laughs> You're making mom's little uh, heart very happy by singing that song. <laughs> Not that she'll ever know, but she'd be happy. Um. So, and that was kind of when Paul Bunyan's name got like his first nationwide recognition because this was, what was that face for? Are we good? It's in Brainerd. Oh, is it really? Yeah. We should go. We should. I really want to. There's a campground. Yeah. So, but does it show you like the statue of, Mm-mm. okay. Cause I know I saw like something about it and then I was actually talking about this with a colleague of mine at work and she was like, oh my God. Yeah. I've been to Paul Bunyan land. And I was like, what? I thought it was like a hallucination. Like a figment, like of your imagination. Yeah. Like I thought it was like something that I was making up, but I was like, I'm pretty sure we have a picture. So I'm not really sure. Um, okay, so, uh, da, 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 da. 
1914, an ad campaign in Minnesota, the Red River Lumber Company, started using an illustration of Paul Bunyan, and that's kind of where we get the full dark beard and the little cap on his head and the plaid shirt and, you know, like, that's where we kind of get that that look of him. But at this point, he still was just, like, a tallish dude. So um, he wasn't, like, the mythical proportions quite yet. Um, so he wasn't, like, a giant? No. So the first three stories that were written that came out um, in this um, – or after the description of him was done with this ad campaign was, again, by the American Lumberman. So that's that magazine. Um, and they would just kind of like randomly put stories in. So it was like, it was like a, an editorial piece, but like, so back in the day when they didn't have like TV and stuff, they would do different stories about the same character, but just kind of like, so kind of like how Sherlock Holmes has like a million different books about him by Sir Arthur Conan Doyle. And they're just like different stories of the same characters. Like Nancy Drew. Yes. Kind of like that, or but the they Hardy would be, Boys. or they would be, but they would just be in like a newspaper. Okay. So, or in a magazine. So it wasn't like you bought the book. You just got like short stories about the same character. Does that make yeah. sense? Yeah. Okay. So, um, the first three stories, um, were Paul Bunyan's Oxen in Paul Bunyan's Cook Shanty and Chronicle of Life and Works of Mr. Paul Bunyan. Um, in one of the stories, he is al- alluded to the fact that he is about eight feet tall, which is still very tall. Yeah. Um, and is about 300 pounds. And um, obviously in Paul Bunyan's Oxen, that's where we first get our first mention of Babe oh, the babe. Blue Box. She is so cute. I love little Babe. <laughs> I think she's cute. Um... So, let's see. In 1916, William B. Loghead, who wrote for the Red River Lumber Company, wrote the Tales About Paul Bunyan, Volume 2. Volume 1, I think, only had a couple of stories, and it was, like, really not popular. So, this is the one where things started to take off. Um, so, he's the one that kind of gives us the version of Paul Bunyan that we know today. So he's the one that named Babe, um, Paul's giant blue ox, because apparently they didn't in the first one. Uh, um, sorry. Paul had now grown to impossible heights um, because before, you know, he'd only been eight foot. I say only, but yeah. that would still be kind of terrifying. Um, but now in this version, Paul Bunyan towered over trees. Oh. So, like, he's massive right um paul and babe are credited with creating several different national wonders across the united states some of them you might know i don't know if you'll know all of them but i I have three and i didn't know about one so the first was the Ten Thousand lakes of minnesota he's credited with that um being their footprints oh um so like babe is also massive Right. Um, and so, like, she would walk around and, like, help him with all his lumber stuff. And so everywhere she walked, that's why there's so many lakes here, according to legend. He'd also created the Grand Canyon by pulling his axe behind him. Did you know that one, too? 
I didn't know. No. Okay. And then the third one, the one I didn't know, was um, that Mount Hood was created by Paul Bunyan, who um, had put a bunch of stones up around his fire. Where's Mount Hood? Um, it's along the Oregon Trail. Okay. So out west somewhere. I don't, I should have looked it up and I just didn't. Um, so later authors added more to the legend of Paul Bunyan, including giving him a wife. Oh, never heard of that. Yeah. Um, in her first story of Paul Bunyan meeting his wife, she's only referred to as Mrs. Paul, who had a daughter nicknamed Tiny. Oh, that's cute. Yeah. So then um, in the story, Paul Bunyan finds a wife. Paul rescues a lovely red-haired giant lady who had been trapped underneath an avalanche. Oh. And this is the first time we get her name. And her name is Sylvia. Which, fittingly, means forest in Latin. They just, like, really just don't care about her anymore, do they? Yeah, I thought that was surprising. Too. Like, I'd heard that there had been a wife at some point. Not me. But, yeah, really, it's all... You really only see about Paul and Babe. Babe, yeah. You don't even see about his little dog friend. Nope. Who I'm still pretty sure is named Patches. I'll have to look and see if I can find those pictures because they're adorable um all of the stories written by william loghead have been collected into a collection called the marvelous exploits of paul bunyan and are still popular to this day which is pretty impressive because those are from like the early 1900s um and then there are several places that like to claim that paul bunyan um is from their area the earliest reliable source came from a logging camp north of tomahawk um, wisconsin in 1885 or 1886 older loggers would often claim that they knew paul which is very typical it sounds like your um sasquatch story where the loggers would be like, ah, oh, yeah, yeah, damn Bigfoot. Right. <laughs> you know, and yeah. so they're like, oh, yeah, I knew Paul and he was a good guy, you know. So what I'm trying to say is loggers are full of shit. Right. <laughs> Apparently. <laughs> they're the sailors of the of the land because, you know, the sailors would always say they saw mermaids and stuff. So, yeah. Um, OK, so in the story that we know, or at least that I know, is that he's from Bemidji, Minnesota. And um, if you have never been to Bemidji, which we have, there is, and you've been there like twice. Yeah. <laughs> um, there is an 18 foot tall creation of Paul and Babe on the shores of Lake Bemidji, which technically isn't a lake because it's part of the Mississippi River, which I find fascinating. Um, in 1937 um, is when they put that up. And then. That's one of the only locations that also has Babe, as of all the research that I found. And Mall of America. <laughs> Does the Paul Bunyan statue there have a Babe? Yeah. Like, right next to him? In the ride, yeah. Oh, no, this is just a statue. No, I'm talking about the ride. Yeah. So, I'm saying, like, as just a statue, not like a log shoot ride. Technically, he's a statue in the ride. He's not real? Emily, I thought he was real. Well, he does move around a little. You yeah, know? so that's, I don't know if that's technically a statue then, or if it's just animatronics. 
the debates. Either way, we, babes, there. <laughs> the debates we have that really don't matter. <laughs> um, okay, so um, do you know the story of how he found Babe? No, I don't know really anything about Paul Bunyan, to okay. be honest. Other than the fact that he's in a ride. And that he's from Minnesota. Yep. Good. Because I will die on that hill. Um, so Babe the Blue Ox was a tiny baby blue ox that Paul rescued from a snowbank. It was so cold that um, she was freezing. and that why she was blue? Yes. And she was freezing cold and she was blue. So um, the most common stories say that he's either from Bemidji or from Bangor, Maine. Um, Lisa Von Drasick, a curator of the Children's Literature Research Collections at the University of Minnesota, said that she tracks the origin story of Paul, and when she does that, it leads her directly to Bemidji. I feel like she might be a little biased, because she's in Minnesota, but if that's where her research reads, or leads, great. Love that for us. Um... So here are the, there are six places that try to claim that Paul Bunyan is from their town. Um, Bemidji and um, Bangor are the two most common, but also um, Oscoda, Michigan, because the their newspaper was the one that published the first Paul Bunyan story in 1906. Um, Osinicki, Os. O-S-S-I-N-E-K-E, Michigan. They have a 25-foot statue of Paul and Babe in their town. Bemidji, Minnesota has the world's largest, or no, sorry, Brainerd, Minnesota, has the world's largest animated man, a 26-foot seated Paul Bunyan statue. That talks to you, if it's the same place. Bemidji had, like I said like a million times, um... And that statue, I think, is also 26 feet tall. Or no, sorry, 18 feet tall. The one in Michigan's taller? Yes, but the one in Michigan doesn't have babe. You just said it did. No. Yeah, you did. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right. Sorry. Banger, Banger Maine does not have babe. The one in Bemidji was the first one with babe, though. Okay. And then they also claim that in Bemidji, the... um. The shape of Lake Bemidji kind of looks like a footprint. So they claim that it's Paul's foot. Um, Banger, Maine. They also have a statue of Paul Bunyan, but no babe. And then Westwood, California, which I found really interesting. Um, But they have a yearly Paul Bunyan Mountain and Blues Festival where a major attraction is Blue Ox Bingo. That's kind of cool. Yeah. So um, to end this, just because like... And it was going to be kind of short. I thought it'd be kind of fun to read the origin story um, of Paul. And probably not the whole thing because it's kind of long. But I just thought it was kind of a cute little thing to read. So this comes from voalearningenglish.com. So it says... Young Paul grew so big that his parents did not know what to do with him. Once, Paul rolled over so much in his sleep that he caused an earthquake. This angered people in the town where his parents lived, so the government told his mother and father they would have to move him somewhere else. Paul's father built a wooden cradle, a traditional bed for a baby. 
His parents put the cradle in the waters along the coast of Maine, which is where they're saying that this one's from. He's not. He's from Minnesota. However, every time Paul rolled over, huge waves covered all the coastal towns. So they, his parents brought their son back on land. They took him into the woods, and that's where he grew up. As a boy, Paul helped his father cut down trees. Paul had the strength of many men. He was also extremely fast. He could turn off a light and then jump into his bed before the room got dark. Maine is very cold for much of the year. One day, it started to snow. The snow covered Paul's home in a nearby forest. However, this snow was very unusual. It was blue. The blue snow kept falling until the forest was covered. Paul put on his snowshoes and went out to see the unusual sight. As he walked, he discovered an animal stuck in the snow. It was a baby ox. Paul decided to take the ox home with him. He put the animal near the fireplace. After the ox got warmer, his hair remained blue. And in everything I've ever read, other than this, Babe is a girl. So, this is the first time I've heard Babe is he. So, that's different. Um... Paul decided to keep the blue ox and named him Babe. Babe grew very quickly. One night, Paul left him in a small building with other animals. The next morning, the barn was gone, and so was Babe. Paul searched everywhere for the animal. He found Babe calmly eating grass grass in a valley with the barn still on top of his back. Babe followed Paul and grew larger every day. Every time Paul looked, Babe seemed to grow taller. In those days, much of North America was filled with thick green forests. Paul Bunyan could clear large wooded areas with a single stroke of his large sharp axe paul taught babe to help with his work babe was very useful for example paul had trouble removing trees along the road that was not straight he decided to tie one end of the road to what remained of a tree in the ground paul tied the other end to babe babe dug his feet in the ground and pulled with all his strength until the road became straight which is adorable (laughs) in time babe and Paul left Maine and moved west to look for other work in other forests. Along the way, Paul dug out the Great Lakes to provide drinking water for Babe. They settled in a camp near the Onion River in the state of Minnesota. Paul decided to get other lumberjacks to help with the work. His work crew became known as the Seven Axemen. Each man was more than two meters tall and weighed more than 160 kilograms, which I have no idea how tall that is or how much that is in weight in american (laughs) um all of the axemen were named elmer that way they all came running whenever paul called them okay isn't that hilarious (laughs) um the man who cooked for the group was named sourdough sam he made everything except coffee from sourdough a substance used in making sourdough bread Every Sunday, Paul and his crew ate hot cakes. Each hot cake was so large that it took five men to eat one. Paul usually had ten or more hot cakes, depending oh, on how hungry he was. A big meal, like a lumberjack meal? Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like at diners and stuff? Yep. That's why they're usually so big is because, like, they needed that energy to to work all day. Um. The table where the men ate was so long that the server usually drove to one end of the table and stayed the night. The server drove back in the morning with a fresh loaf of of food. Um, Paul needed someone to help with the camp's finances. He gave 
um, the job to a man named Johnny Inkslinger. Johnny kept records of everything, including wages and cost of feeding Babe. He sometimes used nine containers of writing fluid a day to keep such detailed records. And here we go. Um, the camp was also home to sport, so not spot, or whatever I said. Patches. Patches. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah, I was way off. Um, the reversible dog. One of the workers accidentally cut sport in two. Oh the man God. hurried to put the dog back together, but made a mistake. He bent the animals back the wrong way. However, this was not a problem for sport. He learned to run on his front legs until he was tired. Then he turned the other way and ran on his back legs. Oh, my God. That's hilarious. <laughs> so, um, I can read a, a little more if you want, but that's kind of like the gist of it is like he had this crew that he would bring and they would make. The Elmers. Yeah, all the Elmers. <laughs> and sourdough Sam and yeah. that's about it. Yep. Oh, and the Ink Slinger. Uh, Johnny Ink Slinger. Oh, yeah, the bookkeeper. That guy. Yep. So basically, he just had his little crew, and they would work their way through and use both Paul and Babe's incredible strength to get shit done. Love it. So there's like four or five more paragraphs, but um, so this part just says Paul Bunyan and Babe left their mark on many areas. Some people say they were responsible for created Puget Puget Sound in the western state of Washington. Others say Paul Bunyan and Babe cleared the trees from the states of North Dakota and South Dakota. They prepared the area for farming. So. Oh, sad. How does he die? It says Babe the Blue Ox died in South Dakota. One story says he ate too many hotcakes. Oh, babe. Paul buried Same. his old friend there. Today, the burial place is known as the Black Hills. Uh-huh. And then here, I'll read this last one. It says, whatever happened to Paul Bunyan, there are lots of stories. Some people say he was last seen in Alaska or even the Arctic Circle. Another tradition says he still returns to Minnesota every summer. It says Paul moves in and out of the woods, so few people ever know that he's there. So. Oh, poor babe. I know. Too many hotcakes. Too many hotcakes. I get it. Good way to go, I guess. Yeah, you gotta go. <laughs> At least that was it. Um, oh, I forgot my sources. So, my sources were history.com, wikipedia.org, uh, wisconsinhistory.org, startribune.com, and um, this learningenglish.voanews.com. So, cool. I still think he's a cryptid and a legend. I mean, he's a legend. Dairy. I think he's real. I think there is some sort of Paul Bunyan. You th- do you think he's based off of these other um, loggers, the French Canadian guys, or do you think he's just like completely like a-, a different entity altogether? I think he was a real person. Okay. And they just like made him to be something bigger than he was. Okay. Maybe he did something really cool, or maybe he was just a really good lumberjack, and then he kind of became a. His story just grew from there. Okay. I, c- I could 100% get behind that. Yeah. I just, yeah, I just thought it was kind of a fun story to to look into. And we haven't done a ton of cryptids because they're hard to find. So. Correct. I wanted to do something a little different, especially after how hard and depressing mine was <laughs> last week. Or last time, I guess. Two weeks now. But. Yeah. So, yeah. All right. Uh, socials are Midwest. 
MW Madness Podcast on Instagram. Yep. Midwest Madness Podcast, the group on Facebook. Yep. MW Madness Podcast at Gmail. Yes. And then I don't know the Twitter. Me either. Okay. Good <laughs> talk. Awesome. Eventually, I'll I'll remember. I think it's like Midwest Madness Pod on Twitter. I think. Okay. Cool. Well, let's wrap it up. Um, Sounds great. Have a great <laughs> week, you guys. And we will talk to you next Tuesday. Bye.